When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Trust and Okay, so we had a um, debate. The on pronunciation. Of your, how did you notice? Know oh, my God, you're way too seasoned. So my pronunciation. So I, we watched some interviews, and some okay. people pronounce it Vaccarello. Yep. Is That's that it. how you, is Ignore it? Ignore the I. Really? But, like, if we were in the old country, which is my husband's old country, it'd be Vaccarello. Right. That's what I really wanted right. to say Yeah, today. but, I mean, you can, but. No, I'll do it I, how you like it. Liz Vaccarello. This Vaccarello. So she just she just introduced herself. But anyway, I want to say thank you for being on Trust and Believe with Sean T. I appreciate it. Liz Vaccarello is the amazing editor in chief of Parents Magazine, which my husband and my family and I had the pleasure of being on. And it's up there, Steve, right there. Yeah. Uh, yes. But that's not what I wanted to talk about today. Okay. Well, at first, I want to do an official, another official thank you for oh. obviously showcasing us because it was a great um, just transition and transformation in our marriage and in our family. Yeah. But I want to talk about you because okay. getting to know you, following you on social media, um, reading more about you and becoming a parent and understanding what it is you have to do every day. And it's more than just about being the editor-in-chief of uh, Parents Magazine. It's more about how do you stay consistent without burning out and also being a parent Ugh. of twins. There's so much. <laughs> I just want you to talk and, like, I, we're going to get so much <laughs> information from you. Well, Sean, first of all, I love twin sanity because that is the word. Um, and, and people – do people always come up to you and say, oh, my God, you have twins. That must be so hard. You must be – and when I had my girls, they're 14 yet now, but I remember it like it was yesterday. Um, I always said, yeah, we have to do everything twice, but it's the same thing twice. Right. I almost felt more, you know, sympathy for a parent with like a three-year-old and a baby because you're trying to do the baby stuff and then the three-year-old's like, hey, pay attention to me. Right. And you so, got to do it pretty much at the same time. Yeah. But I also, and I don't know how you feel about this. I also, when a when a parent of a singleton, what mm -hmm. we call it, mm -hmm. I don't. I, I really don't even say 
what my job is harder because yeah. you don't the parent of the single the of the single child they don't know they're still giving all of their energy to that single so I want to I want to say out there to all the parents if you only have one child it's literally just as hard however <laughs> yeah. I will say when one twin is awake and the other twin is asleep it does feel easy. It's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, we used to joke, we could do one with one hand tied behind our backs. But it's not, it, because the love that you give and the, you know, we're perfectionists, right? right? We want We want to give our best to our work, to ourselves, and to parenting, right? Right, right. And so it's, you, it's never enough. So whether you have two or you have one, you're still going to be down on the floor playing or singing the songs. And that takes so much energy. It's the first... Three or four years, that was probably the physically hardest right, right. time. Um, but then after it, that, it became difficult in different ways. That was going to be my next question, actually, in terms of it being the hardest, it, involving your career, yeah. your family life. Um, all of your the extracurricular activities that you want to do. Right. I mean, you seem to you just got back from South Africa, <laughs> you know. So if I can say that. Um, <laughs> But, you know, like, so how do you, what was that point where you said, you know, I need to make sure I have time for me? You know, I always, I think I had a good role model in my mother. My mother, you know, raised in the 80s, you know, and she was never this doting, all-consuming presence in my life. She was always there. Um, She believed in me, et cetera, all of those wonderful parent things. But, you know, we took one vacation a summer and we went to Cedar I grew up in Cleveland we went to Cedar Point I, I, just, I don't want to interrupt you but let me tell you something <laughs> like this is day. my favorite place on Cedar Point Earth. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Well, it's amazing. And I lived in Cleveland, which is two and a half hours away, right? And I remember growing up vividly, we had, you know, my dad would take off a vacation day and if it happened to be raining on that day, mm-hmm. oh, well, we wouldn't go to Cedar Point that, that year. Right. Raising my girls now, every weekend is some extravagance of experience. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have nothing planned today. Everybody's freaking out. So, you know, you, you learn to adjust and set your own expectations based on what your parents were. Oh, so- or the opposite of what your parents were. If you th- if you thought to yourself, oh, I, I don't want to be the, that way. I don't want my life to be overscheduled. You may become the laid back person, the laid back mom who said, who's just like, no, we're going to sit around and read for a couple hours. Yeah. Being as though you, you've had 14 years of experience yeah. and I'm in <laughs> month 16 almost. It's interesting to hear you say that because Scott and I both – we grew up in different places. Our families are from different places. He, his sports was soccer, where they traveled a lot. Mm. My sports were football, basketball, track and field, where most of the time I was in one place. And so now, I think because Scott traveled a lot, I'm like, he's like, oh, I'm cool with being home. Or just oh. like, you know, he likes to travel. But with the kids, he's like, let's just keep it easy. And I'm the kind of person, because my mother didn't have a lot of money to travel around. I'm like, no, let's go. And just like you probably saw on Instagram the other day, the truck is packed. We have to go. We have to move. So how do you and your (laughs) husband manage, how do you balance this out, especially with twins? You got two different, you have two kids and then you have, obviously, you have to bring your lives together. Well, it'll be interesting to see if um, both your boys develop the same interests. My Mm. girls, until they were about, 11 both wanted to take music lessons and then both wanted to take gymnastics um and so it wasn't like one went one way and one went the other right when they became teenagers so it was it, it and neither one 
was into team sports. So I was not having to stand outside wet, soggy soccer fields watching ki- all kids scrum around a ball, right? Like, I never had to do that. They just, we, they tried it and they just didn't like it. So we were never the kind of parents who at all weekend was, it was youth sports. We were more like, let's just get outside and have fun. Let's splash around in a river. Let's look under rocks for, ro- for um, worms and let's, ch- let's take plaster of Paris and look at these footprints and then go back to the book and look up what kind of animal was walking through our backyard. So um, my husband's a photographer, so he has a creative and artistic view of life and a joy of the in the everyday. And so he brought that to my girls. So we could have just as much fun in the backyard or at the park down the street right. um, as we would have if we'd taken a five-hour road trip to the Adirondacks. So I love that, obviously, you mm-hmm. love being a mother yeah. and you love hanging out with your kids. But how do you transform every day? Meaning, I want you to you know, I'm a big believer in self-time, giving yourself time, being positively selfish. So what does Liz do for herself every single day so that she constantly transforms? Well, I always, my career has always been important to me. I've always wanted to be a writer and be in magazines. And that's, I graduated from college and went right into magazines. So I've been blessed, as you have, to always do something I was passionate about. So I needed to be the best me for the magazine I was running and the best me when I got home. So when they were in the early years, when there's two naps a day and they go to bed, it's between seven or eight. My strategy was those were some of the hardest years of my life professionally as well. Mm. That's when I got my first big New York editor-in-chief job and I wrote my first book. And I I considered the book and I thought, oh, I don't have time. I've got... I've got twin toddlers, infants who are about to be toddlers, and I've got this huge job. And I just said to myself, you know, if I'm going to put it if I'm going to put it out there, first of all, it's work I love to do. My deal with myself was if they slept, I would work. And so for those, it was only about a year and a half to two years of that. My husband, and it's a partnership because he, you know, we both decided together that I was going to give it all for these 18 months, mm-hmm. right? And so his photography career kind of took a back seat. Um, early when they were infants, he would like leave and go to Aruba. He was shooting like NFL cheerleader calendars. So I'm home with infant twins, no money for childcare other than like maybe the money to go to the gym. And he's off 10 days shooting cheerleaders. Um, shooting in, hot, cheerleaders hot cheerleaders in the sun. Are, yeah, in the sun. And so he was doing that for the first 18 months. So so I, when I wrote the book, I thought they would take a nap and he would literally hand me a sandwich and I'd work on the book. And when they'd wake up, I'd be with them. So that was the... Um, that was the the sort of deal that we made. But I've always said to them, health and fitness and has and sleep have always have been enormously important to me. I can't function. I'm not my best. I know that. It's not even intellectually. It's emotionally. Mm. It's I I get crabby and I I'm not a good listener. I'm not engaged in the moment. Exhaustion just drains me. So. The, from the earliest, the girl's earliest memories of mommy needs to go make muscles. So it was never, I, that was my two days with my trainer at the gym. And then we were, we would walk, 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 walk. I had come from Fitness Magazine. I had worked at Fitness Magazine for seven years wow. before I had, um, that's how I first got to know you. Yes. Um, and and I would work out, I'd be so proud of myself. I'd work out 12 hours a week. The minute I had a baby and this new job, two babies in a new job. I was like, okay, well, that's not sustainable. So I just had to decide 
um, what I could fit in because everything is a choice. So I decided to do the um, strength training um, and cut way back on the cardio. I was doing like an hour and a half, two hours a day of cardio yes. plus running and all that. And so, and thankfully the science kept up and said, you know, you don't have to be doing that to be fit. So I was doing, I was being efficient with my time, efficient with my sleep and making the exercise a priority for me. It's, it's interesting because the next question I was going to ask you is what is your superpower? Mm. And I mean, you might have an, I want you to have another answer. I think you have another answer. However, just kind of going off of what you said, efficiency is a superpower. Ooh, and yeah. um, I kind of love that. Yeah. You know, because I think and maybe you can give some motivation to to mothers and fathers out there, especially ones who are as busy. I, I think all of them are busy, whether you stay home or whether you're going to work yeah. and coming home and b- spending time with your kids. People have a hard time being efficient and finding consistency. Do yeah. you have any tips on someone out there who is so overly stressed right now that um, a lot of people, when they have children or if they have newborns, especially twins like us, you find yourself wanting to sit down. Mm-hmm. What is that little bit of motivation you can give them to say, you know what, like, know. this is what you need to do. Like, what <laughs> worked for you? Well, there were a couple there were a couple of sort of things I would always say to myself. And what I try to say in terms of Parents Magazine, if there was, like, three words that defined Parents Magazine today under me, it's let it go. There is not one perfect way to be a parent. Your dining room table can have a heap of clutter on it for two years straight. Thank you. Because every dining room table in America with a home with children in it, that's where we just put our stuff. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Can you just grab my hand? And let it go. And I just want to say, I need to let it go. And I'm going to tell Scott, if you're watching this, which I'm sure you will, our dining room table looks like. The mailman came and dropped a year's worth of mail on our dining. Okay, sorry. Go That's ahead. right. That was and just I great. find I find little oases. I've just I just I decided what the points, the places in my house that I wanted to be um, clutter free, mm. and and those were the ones that were sacred, and those were the ones that we cleaned. That's where the, where the stuff got organized because people when they become parents, they become hyper. Um, hyper about cleaning and clutter. They want everything to be pristinely germ-free for their children. And then also this mass of stuff that comes into our lives and then three months later out of our lives. They've outgrown the books, the toys, oh my gosh. the gear, the gear. It's like, this is amazing. <laughs> you're like, you're healing me right now. <laughs> you're healing me. So, so you don't have to every three months Marie Kondo your life. Find places, the garage, closets, under beds, they can be disaster areas. But if you love a clean uh, kitchen counter, then make that your oasis. For me, it was my teeny tiny home office. Mm. I just, and no one, no one but I went in there, and that's where I could go a corner of the, and sometimes, and when we're in a different house, um, it was just a corner of the dining room that I could, I had a chair and a lamp and a plant. And I would like face out this little window, and that was my space. So I had little oases. But let it go. Let you don't, if you feel like just letting the child look at the television for an hour because you want to mindlessly scroll through social media, that's okay. Maybe in the olden days, somebody like stared out the window at the sheep. That that's this is the equivalent. <laughs> right. We all need like mental, mindless downtime, and that's okay. It's um, it's so so. When I when I was like, oh, I want to interview this. I didn't think I was going to get a therapy session. This is great. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, changing gears just a little bit. First of all, I love let it go. Let it go. This is the most. I think it's one of my favorite superpowers I've ever heard. Let it go. Um, 
Talking about cleaning the clutter and mm-hmm. you having a background in fitness mm-hmm. and writing a book. So you wrote a book called The Flat Belly Diet. Yes, I did. Co- co-wrote it. Co-wrote it. Yes. Sorry. Co-wrote yes. it. I did read that. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about that because it sounds like a timeless book. Like it's something we can always yeah. utilize in our lives. Um, it was based on research that had come out of Australia. The very beginnings of this what we now refer to as FODMAP research, but it was about MUFAs, monounsaturated fatty acids. And they had found that a diet, a calorie-controlled diet rich in MUFAs, um, led to weight loss and weight loss in the belly specifically. Now, anybody who's in the industry knows that you can't target fat loss. You know, you lose fat all over your body. But in this case, the research did show that the MUFAs were leading to more weight loss in the visceral belly area, and we had MRIs to prove it. So uh, Cynthia Sass, the registered dietitian who was with me at Prevention Magazine at the time, Mm -hmm. I was the editor, and she was our nutrition director. She developed um, an eating plan based on, I think it was 14 to 1600 calories a day, based on your activity level, um, four meals a day, and each meal had one portion of MUFA. So there's five MUFAs, olives, nuts and seeds, peanuts and peanut butter, avocado, and dark chocolate. So like a breakfast could be a frozen waffle, some dark cherries, and like a quarter cup of dark chocolate um, uh, uh, things, little chips, chips, thank you, melted over it like that. So you're not having Milky Ways, but you're having cocoa and dark chocolate or avocado toast. You know, so these are, these are healthy foods. These are part of a Mediterranean diet. So there was nothing groundbreaking in that. Um, But it was the way that the portions of the monounsaturated fats, the healthy fats were incorporated. Were distributed. Yeah. And they're very filling too. And did you do... Did you do any kind of test on you? You did test on oh, people. Yeah. You got MRIs. What were some of the the things that people were saying? Yeah. After, because I think you know a lot of people out there try nutrition. People try my workouts, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, of course it's going to work while you're doing it. But mm-hmm. what happens? What was the, what were the health benefits after? Was it something they could keep up with? Was yeah. it? Well, we took a lot of health markers. We took their blood pressure and their cholesterol before and after the diet. Um, and they lost weight, and there was a four-day plan where they, you know, they jump-started. They lost anywhere from 5 to 10 pounds in those first four days, much of it water weight, but some of it fat. Then they would go on to lose a substantial amount of weight. If you, because the foods were everyday foods you could find at every, any grocery store, um, and because they are foods that we like and we think of as um, almost special occasion foods like avocados and peanut butter mm. and nuts and seeds. Like we feel like we can't eat too many of them because they're so calorie dense. Um, but they're not if you have them in small portions, 20 almonds, for example. And what happened was a lot of we had a cookbook, a cook, two cookbooks that came out. So and we used actually this wonderful recipe developer who is who did who's done all my cookbook recipes because these were foods that you could feed your entire family. So your partner, even if he or she isn't on the flat belly diet, they're going to love this salmon or they're going to love this blue cheese, walnut potato. So these became recipes that people incorporated into their life. And many people are still on it. To this day, this book came out in 2009. Yes. To this day, I'll get IMs or DMs saying, you know, what can I do if I if I want to make sassy water? Can I use a lime instead of a lemon? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> well, I love that because it's a way of life. And I always mm-hmm. tell people, you know, I don't, 
I don't judge what anyone does, whether it's a diet. I'm saying just find the sustainability in that and knowing that it is sustainable is amazing. When we come back, I'm going to talk to Liz about how she parents Parents Magazine. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Thank you for joining me on this season of Trust and Believe Transformation Stories. This season we're doing something a little different in efforts to keep you inspired, motivated, and to hold you accountable. It's one thing to listen to the podcast, but it's another thing to take action on your daily transformation. So look at this season as a course in your personal transformation. Every other week, the episode will challenge you to take action steps to further enhance your personal life journey so that you can have constant progress. All you need to do to take action is to go to shantfitness.com slash safe space. There you can download your worksheet of the week. By completing these assignments, you will continue to stay present by enhancing yourself and your life. To join the safe space community, just fill out the information provided on the site and you will have access to monthly confidence building seminars, access to my live motivational talks, and each month will feature a guest speaker to help you sustain positivity in different parts of your life. Again, go to shantfitness.com slash safe space, a community of positive people that are here to help you grow. For Trust and Believe listeners, use the coupon code TRUST at checkout and get one month free. That's shantfitness.com slash safe space and use the coupon code TRUST. Welcome to the safe space. All right, so we're back and you've been hearing a lot about the amazing Liz Vaccarello. I love her last name. I, I, I want to, again, I want to pronounce it like the Italians do, but I'm going to stick to your way. Thank you. <laughs> you've, you've taught me a lot over the last, I don't even, 15, 20 minutes. I don't know. I feel like I'm getting a, a, a lesson in parenthood. But, you know, you wrote a book. You're the editor-in-chief. You have twins. I'm obviously, you and your husband find a way to work together to balance your marriage. Yeah. How do you take all of that and parent Parents Magazine? Mm. Well, you know, I think one of the great myths is that you can have it all. You can't. <laughs> you can't. Everything is a choice. You have, you know, say you leave your job at five, your day is over. You can go out with a friend from five to nine. And so you won't get your workout in. You won't see your kids before they go to bed. Um, but you'll have that that important bonding time. Um, if you go home at five and you still have work to do, that work doesn't get done. But you're spending quality time with your children or you're, you're getting to the gym. So, um, again, let it go, right? Every day make the choices that are right for you. And be in whatever moment you've chosen to be in. So if you have decided to go out for those for a cocktail with your girlfriend, 
don't spend the whole time feeling guilty that you're missing bedtime. Um, if you're at the gym, feel the pain, the exhilaration, whatever you feel and whatever you get into about your workout, feel it and enjoy it. And don't think about that presentation that's waiting for you. One of the things when you asked me what my superpower was, um, they, my, my girls actually call me the finder. And there's a practical thing about that. If it, I could be like my husband's like blah, 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 light that he <laughs> let, what my S219 light stand or whatever. And I will know exactly where it is. And it's not because, and frankly, I'm the one who's in the house least. But I am, there's something about like being in the moment when you're walking through a space, being in the space, looking around and like registering. Um, Olivia's quiet. That cup is over there. The red cup. Oh, I haven't seen that in a while. And just like you sort of keep these things in your mind um, and tuck them away because they're your environment. They're in an environment that's important to you. And if you are living that moment, that even the, the walk upstairs to go to bed at night, you know, I am pointing things out. We're talking to to the girls about what they're seeing and what's, you know, what print is on the floor. Um, if you're doing that, then when things go missing, you can, you become the finder. So it's like a practical thing. Where's my raincoat, but also being aware of your surroundings and being in the moment helps. And when, so when you walk through the office and I'm sure everyone loves you, um, because I do, (laughs) um, like how, what kind of energy do people feel when they see you walk by? I don't know. That's so scary. <laughs> I know. It's scary. I have to ask you, you know. You know what? I, I, I can tell you what energy I want them to feel. That's You know, fair. that's because that's all you can control. And it's so interesting because in so many jobs, people become managers or leaders, not because they are good managers or leaders, but just because they're good at what they do and they rise up. So the first time I was named editor-in-chief of a magazine, it was Cleveland Magazine. I knew journalism. I knew Cleveland. I knew how to write and edit. I didn't know how to lead a team. So I was just acting like the mean, angry editors-in-chief who came before me. And I had an exit interview with an art director, who a very talented young lady who left. And on the way out, she sort of took me by the hand and said, just so you know, you don't have to be – you can be you. You don't have to be mean to get the most out of people. And so I was like – that hurt deeply. That yes. tucked that away, um, and so in each job, I've I've learned from um, how I feel like I'm connecting with people. I have an open door policy, but if people were coming in my office all the time, I'd never get anything done. Right. So there's a level of respect I think in the office. But if I what I try to do is bring focus and joy to what we're doing, because the media business is hard Um, where I'm specifically in print publishing. Parents magazine is doing very well. We have a lot of advertisers because they want to speak to young moms. Most magazines have much older audiences and you'd be surprised at how old readers are. Um, So we're doing financially well. But there's a lot of skittishness. There's a lot of um, wariness about being in, in, in publishing. Um, and the last couple of years have been sort of negative and full of stress politically around here. So what I try to do is remind people that we get to help moms and dads who are freaking the hell out. Right. <laughs> I almost said the F word. You can <laughs> on here. You should hear you know, some of the things I say. <laughs> the, mom, the moms are at home and they're exhausted. The moms are at home and they're feeling less than. The moms are at home and they're looking at their social media feed and seeing all these Instagram mom 
mommy influencers, mommy bloggers in their perfect homes with their hair and makeup done. And every picture is amazing. Every yeah. picture is amazing. So we get to tell them they can let it go. We can. Yes. We get to tell them we need to be a place where they can laugh. We do a lot of humor in the magazine. You, and you do a lot of humor on social media. Oh, we do. Which is one of <laughs> my favorite things about the Instagram page yeah. is the ridiculousness. And I'm constantly being like, this is so ridiculous. <laughs> and I'm going like this. Uh-huh. It's so very true. Yeah, yeah. Like, so just this weekend, I was at um, a Sabrina Carpenter concert with my 14-year-old daughter. And I was being, like, I'm thinking I'm, you know, hanging with my daughter. You know, I, I'm not, I don't look like an old lady. But I was, like, sitting with my reader glasses on. I had my earplugs in because I want to make sure my hearing is saved. Um, my feet started hurting after four hours in the meet and greet line. So I had to go take a seat. Oh, <laughs> and I was, like, Instagramming the whole thing because it's just, that's real life. Right. That that yeah. is real life. I love that. <laughs> and speaking of real life, uh, before I get to the next section, I just want to say thank you from uh, my family because, you know, I didn't, when Scott and I got married, I didn't want children uh, for many reasons. One, you know, being sexually abused as a kid, I'm just like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can, to raise someone else and to have that level of, of pain, you know, it was very difficult. But after therapy, I realized I can do it and I have an amazing partner that helps me through it. Um but just because when you're a parent, the first year you're constantly questioning, am I doing this correctly? Mm-hmm. And by you reaching out and your team reaching out and saying, we want to feature you on a magazine, it was a shocker because <laughs> I was like, I don't even feel like I'm that great of a parent. And so it just really gave us a boost of confidence and, and, and motivation. And it helped us connect more, believe it or not. Really? Yeah, because it made us, I mean, we've always had a conversation, but we opened up even more conversations to the point where we just developed a course on relationship thrivation because we did go, the first four months were terrible. You know, we were arguing, we were crying, we were fighting, we were sitting on a step, we were having temper tantrums. And I'm like, the boys don't even know what's happening, you know? Oh, God, that is that is going to be such a gift to your friends and followers and fans because Every marriage, every partnership in the world when they have kids um, is on thin ice. I, I didn't, our, my marriage barely survived those first five years. You lose your identity if mm-hmm. you're not careful. Um, you lose your se- se- sense of self-worth if you were, um, you know, if you never identified as a parent. My husband and I, it took us years to decide if we wanted to have children at all. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't, I wasn't somebody who grew up babysitting and loved kids. The first diaper I changed was my own child's diaper. And you get all this coursework and all this advice on how to get pregnant then what to expect when you're expecting. And then you can hand it this baby and you go home and you're like, what have I done? Mm-hmm. And then the, the, the sleeplessness, the feeding, the sense. I remember my husband, we went out for a drink like three months in and he held his head, his head in his hands and he was sort of rocking. And, and I said, what is it? And he said, it, it's just the sense that it's never going to end. <sighs> like it never ends. This is going to be every day every month for every year and it will end I remember my girls were born um, January 24th and so I was home with them and I watched the Super Bowl that year and I have a I have a a, a distinct memory thinking am I ever going to be able to just sit in this chair and watch the Super Bowl mm-hmm. like with a beer without having to attend to any without being exhausted and so every year at the Super Bowl that's sort of like this emotional marker in my head of yeah, it it 
changes. It yeah. gets different. And now you wish they were in the room with you while you're watching yeah, the Super Bowl. Yeah, and, <laughs> and that is the hope that I think parents and uh, parents need. And, and, and I'm a big believer in after going through these first 16 months is Scott and I have to come first because mm-hmm. they need to thrive off of our energy. Mm-hmm. And so, and I've even taken it into work, into my workplace, which is interesting. You said um, just about energy. We talked about energy. I pride myself on no matter what I'm doing just to exude the positive energy. Yes. I have to do the pre-work to make sure that I'm in a positive space and sleep is one of them as we That's talked exactly about. Right. But um, yeah, it's just so good. Well, you gave You gave me hope. Well. That, because I mean, it's, you know, even though every stage is different, the boys are walking down, mm-hmm. they can feed themselves a little bit more without getting super, you know, dirty. But there is that sense of, but my brain loves them so much and yeah. I'm like such a protector that it's like, it's like, how do I bring my brain down? But yeah. I can't wait to drink a beer at the Super Bowl. And you, be, <laughs> but, and, you and Scott um, being kind to each other instead of being snappy with each other. Right. Oh, yes. Showing respect. That, that was a real, that is... That's role modeling what a good partnership is like for your sons. And that was sort of my turning point when the girls were, I think, six or seven. Um, The way they were talking to each other, the way they were reacting to when things went wrong or if they were irritated with the other one. Um, I finally stepped back and I thought, well, they see me and Steve snapping at each other and or or not really listening to what they're saying. And and. I just had this whole 360-degree shift. I was like, I have got to be kind and in the moment with Steve in front of them. And if they see um, me, us putting ourselves first, that is like the best lesson yes. that I can give them. I love that. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, <laughs> thank you, you. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, for putting your life out there and for showing people the love that you guys have and the fun and the it's messiness. It's love. It's fun. It's messy. That's it's so it's important. dining room tables full of, you know, stuff that That's we forgot exactly. to use at three months and we're like, right. holy crap, <laughs> like this person's going to be mad that they sent this to us. Okay, before we end, there's last two things. I do something really fun called the speed round question okay. and Scott makes these questions up. Oh. So uh, so Scott is always with me even when I'm recording my podcast Aww. and they're they're really silly but you can't answer, you only can have one answer and you have to answer quickly. Alright. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Alright. Yes or no? Does pineapple belong on pizza? No. Uh, he loves no. pineapple with pizza and I'm like, no. It's so wrong. See, Scott, she agrees with me. Sorry, I'm sorry. No pizza with Liz. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Morning person or night owl? Morning person. Cool. <laughs> What's your sign, and do you believe in astrology? Uh, Virgo. Yes. I do, too. And Virgos happen to be my favorite. I'm, th- yeah. I'm not making this up. Okay. <laughs> uh, question number four. What do you want to be when you grow up? Happy. Oh. Yeah. That's so that's a, can I say one thing? Yeah, of course. Because that's one of that's that's one of the biggest shifts that happens when you become a parent. I say every time you have a birthday wish, you blow out the candles, make a wish kind of thing, blow an eyelash off and you get to make a wish. Right. Even if it's a fake eyelash, it still counts. <laughs> Maybe I need to yeah. put some of those on <laughs> so that I think it fall off. Before I had kids, every wish had to do with me. The minute I had the girls Every wish is about them. It used to be about my health and happiness. I want to find a man. I want to get that promotion. I want whatever it was happening in my life. And now it's all about 
Like I'm done. I'm done. Like I'm happy. I'm fulfilled. I have had experiences and I've lived a life doing what I love and I just want happiness for them. I love that. I just, so I just finished um, the Today Show and we took three participants through six weeks of transformation and I, and I posted the results are in and happiness wins. It wasn't, of course I showed how much weight they lost, but it was a happiness that they yeah. exuded wins. And so that, that's, that's everything. That's great. Okay. Um, we're going to go. We're going to keep going. Good. All right. Uh, sweet or salty? Salty. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. We're way too. <laughs> we're way too. Are you a Virgo, Well, too? I'm a Taurus. And I don't okay. know if you know about astrology, but the Taurus is the baby sign of the earth signs. And the Virgo oh. is the middle child. Oh. So, and the Capricorn is the oldest child, basically. <laughs> I know. This you is know so a great. lot. I do. And so, <laughs> my mom's a Virgo. My grandmother was a Virgo. A lot of my best friends are Virgos. Mm. And they're all females and so whenever i meet a female virgo i just know we're going to connect in such an amazing <laughs> way all right um first concert you ever attended michael stanley band i don't even know who that is cleveland cleveland <laughs> ohio all your yes. clevelanders will know <laughs> they will yeah. okay uh favorite guilty pleasure tv show <gasps> the bachelor <gasps> Because oh you've got to believe in love. It's so fake, but you've got you to do. believe in the love. And it the was right. because of the cameraman right there. His girlfriend got me watching The Bachelor yeah. one day, and I was like, she works, Alex works for yeah. me, with it, me. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, I like it. And then yeah. I found myself watching the next season. I'm like, oh, God. Steve, I know, right? Steve <laughs> has his head back like, oh, my gosh. But I you're mean, right. We're, we're past that point of love, but that the point of love that is The Bachelor is a metaphor for ev- every teenager goes through it. Does he like me? Does he not? Does he like these other people? Like the drama, I'm not entertained by the right, drama. Right. Um, I find it a little irritating, but it goes with the it goes with it. But like, you know, do we connect? Does he like me? What what I feel it, but like. We're not married. There's no commitment yet. That uncertainty. Right. God, that is. Drama. But you know what you said. I say I don't ever think we're past that point of love, and this is why. I think that's why a lot of relationships. You know, I describe relationships as the type of relationships that a lot of people are in. I call a triangle. They start and think that they're together, but they grow apart. Mm. Where I feel like a relationship should be an upside down triangle because at the end of the day, when you when you first met, you actually weren't close. You yeah. were trying to get closer and you should get together. And so me and Scott have this thing that if we get into a disagreement or a fight or an argument or whatever, it's like we stop and we say, let's go back to the love we had on those first three steps and when you know, that we met each other because we fell in That's love at the three steps and I'm I'm not lying to you. But so... No matter what the argument is, we always get out of it by going back to those first three steps. And that first feeling, it was like, no, like, this is all baggage. Like, that's why we're fighting. This is all baggage over our life. Like, and then I'm just like, oh, my God, I remember the moment I fell in love with you. And then everything, most of the time, it just, it might not, like, fix the situation there. Right. But it changes your mindset. And I'm like, no, like. No, like this is the love that I have for mm-hmm. this person, and mm-hmm. so I just wanted to. I, add I that. read a, a, a an interesting tip, and I wish I could give credit where it's due. But um, on the way home every night from work, I picture Steve's face in my head, and I picture my hands on either side of his face. And if you do that, and I picture my girls as well, and sometimes my dog, but I always <laughs> I always start with Steve, and because you can't be like holding a face tightly you Mm -hmm. can't have anger all you can have is care and warmth when you're like touching the sides of a face and it just sets you in the right mindset no matter what's going on if you start from a place of 
understanding, acceptance, warmth, and you real that mental trick um, helps me stay in That's the moment. That's so good. I like that. When I'm on a plane home tomorrow, I'm going to imagine my hand on the side mm. of Scott's face. Yeah. That's so great. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Five more questions, but they're quick. Yeah. On a scale of one to ten, how excited are you about life right now? Mm, nine. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Okay. If you could hop on a private jet and go on any vacation anywhere in the world after this podcast, where would you go? Wow. wow. Oh, my gosh. I really want to go to Iceland or Namibia. Fuel up the private jet. She needs to go. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> okay. Uh, three more questions. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? I know I talked about this, but what, if you mm-hmm. look at all of them, what would it be? Mm-hmm. Um, universal understanding. Because even whether it's political, you know, after the election, people tried to understand what made people vote a certain way. Um, if somebody's mad at you, you can get mad back. What I'd love is to completely understand where that anger is coming from so I can deal with that rather than my reaction to the anger. So understanding, particularly with people who don't communicate well, like children, you have to... you have to understand where it's coming from. And uh, my listeners probably think this is a broken record, but I always say it's not the thing, it's the thing. It's not who you voted for, it's why you voted for them. Mm-hmm. And where did that come from? That's right. And peeling back the layers. And once, and I agree, once you understand where somebody comes from, you can probably find a common ground and That's be right. able to have an open conversation. You're so great. <laughs> you, you validate <laughs> some of the things that great. I believe in. And I'm learning <laughs> a lot on top of it. Okay, two more questions. Tell me one secret thing you can't live without. Besides The Bachelor. <laughs> oh, God. I could live without The Bachelor. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Actually, I watched the last season of The Bachelor all on Twitter. I didn't actually watch any of the show. I just, just like, read, watched, it. read it on Twitter. Um, the one thing I can't live without, probably movement, whether it's like walking or dancing or stretching or one. working out. I like. And final question. What is the capital of Ohio? Columbus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got it. Liz, it thank Ohio- you. Was it Ohio for everybody? Or did no, you know that I'm from Ohio? Only, it's only the person. And you'd be surprised. Oh. Some people don't know the capital of their own state. You're kidding. No. Oh, they my pretty gosh. Much know. I want to understand They do. That. There are some, There are some. like, they say the capital, and they're like, is that right? I'm I like, think- I don't know. I'm not from there, <laughs> even though I had to learn it in school. Liz, thank you so much. Thanks for oh, your time. Thank you for light. being a parent to the world. You're a light. And, thank you. Oh, thank you so much. And, oh, I want to know, where can people follow you? Oh. Obviously, you go to your doctor's office and they better have Parents Magazine, yes. you know, your pediatrician. They have but parents. Where parents else can people Latina. find you? And- um, parents is, Parents has an Instagram, so Parents Magazine. Um, I'm Liz Vaccarello. I'm, you get a little more behind the scenes I know, about Parents I love Magazine. It. <laughs> I'm Liz Vaccarello on Instagram. And um, we are not sold in, like, airports or grocery stores. We're only sold in Barnes & Noble. So if you really want to get Parents Magazine, you have to subscribe. Sounds so. good. And you will subscribe. It's only like $5. So. <laughs> <laughs> and you have $5 because you just went to, to a store to get some coffee. Yeah. Liz, thank you. Thank, <laughs> thank you so you. much. This is a fun thing. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.